I was in a coma for six weeks while the doctors told my wife I was going to die. When I woke up, she told me the most fantastic story. My team kept running the business without me. Freelancers reached out to my team and said, we will do whatever it takes as long as Craig's in the hospital. I consider that the greatest accomplishment in my career. My name is Craig Andrews, and this is the Leaders and Legacies podcast, where we talk to leaders creating an impact beyond themselves. At the end of today's interview, I'll tell you how you can be the next leader featured on this show. Today, I want to welcome Dr. Richard Kay. He is best known for working with entrepreneurs to help them accelerate the growth of their businesses. These days, he does that by ensuring they get profitable, powerful publicity. For nearly 24 years, he's assisted people to, uh, to improve their bottom line from early stage to well into revenue. He's worked with them all. He's a frequent guest on podcasts and webinars and has been featured on radio and television programs, including KGTV in San Diego and KTLA in Los Angeles. Richard was featured in Forbes magazine and was there as a, uh, it was a PBS special about him and the work he was doing. He is the creator of the renowned Secrets of Empowering Negotiation program. Richard uh, has presented workshops, programs, and uh, seminars in Australia, France, Japan, and Russia, of course, as well as the United States. Uh, he has shared stages with Lisa Nichols, Mark Victor Hansen, uh, Michael, Michael Beckwith, uh, Sharon Lecter, Forbes Riley, and myriad others. Uh, Richard was awarded Lifetime Achievement Award by the Top Talent Agent Agency. R Richard recently interviewed Dr. John uh, DeMartini. Uh, De I think I got that right. You got it right, yeah. For the Neuroscience Summit produced by the Los Angeles Tribune. He has served on a non-governmental organization, member of the United Nations, as well as board of directors for nonprofit companies. Richard was a founding member of the Taos uh, in New Mexico Entrepreneurial Network and a former vice president of CEOs Space. Richard is the author of the highly acclaimed book, The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life. He lives with his wife, Angel, in Taos, New Mexico. Richard, welcome. Hey, fun to be here, Craig. So um, that's quite the uh, quite the resume that you have there. Um, very simply, what do you do for people and, and how do you do it? Uh, everybody needs publicity. doesn't make a difference if they're practicing chiropractic, which is what I used to do, or they have a book. If they're selling HVAC, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning, they need publicity. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to stand out from the crowd instead of being just another one of those, whatever it is, whether you're starting a business or growing it. You need to get the word out. That's what publicity does. That's what we do. All right. So let me ask about that. Um, you know, because there's some people that are listening. They're like, well, publicity, that's for these other people. <laughs> that's not for me. Is are they, I mean, is that right? Are there some people that just should not have publicity? What's uh that's an interesting question. 
I have yet to meet someone who didn't want to grow their business. If you're, ladies and gentlemen, if you're seeking to grow your business, how the heck are people going to find out about you? You can't hide in the basement, except during a tornado, perhaps. You've got to get the word out. Craig, I'm going to tell you a, a, a real short story here. When I graduated chiropractic college and drove from New York to San Diego, I was one of 300 chiropractors. I don't even know how many were starting, but I was a new kid in town. How the heck do you grow or start any business? Well, I figured out publicity. I got myself on a morning television talk show, did that for about a year, got an article in the Los Angeles Tribune, got an article in the, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, San Diego Tribune, then an article in the Los Angeles Times. Then I got a phone call. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when your name is in this in the community. A producer for the 630 News, an ABC network in San Diego. The conversation was something such as, who are you? We're seeing your name in print. We're hearing about you. Well, now I got a 630 News special on me. Shortly after that, I got a very similar call from a producer at PBS. Again, similar language. We're seeing you. We're hearing you. Well, now I got a PBS special about me. You're no longer just another one in the crowd. And I know it sounds like a story about me. It's not. It's a metaphor for what happens when people hear and see your name. That's what publicity does for you. Interesting. Um, now, there are some people that I can tell you that if you offered them the opportunity to go on TV, they're going to run the opposite direction. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things we do, Craig, is we work with people, not only how to get on radio and television, but how to speak coherently and how to speak in sound bites. Too many people go out and it's me, 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 me. No one wants that. So when we work with clients, Craig, they learn how to be a superstar on radio and television and podcasts and webinars and stages, physical stages. Well, what would you say to the person who's like, I don't want to be on TV? I just don't want to, you, you can do whatever. I want to be known. I want to be out in the public. Please do not put me on TV. Don't go on TV. If you're going to wet your pants, it's not a good sign. <laughs> and yeah, there are some people who are just, whether we call them in, introverted. Here's my experience. When someone says that, the fear, I did a webinar, an interview a little while ago, and people say, my goal is to get, well, people say that, the speaking is the number one fear followed by death. He says, my goal is to get death to be number one, meaning that they're okay with speaking. Yeah. It's people don't know how to speak. They're afraid. They're afraid of being embarrassed. Well, when you learn how to have stage presence, we work with people not to sell, by the way, but to attract and enroll. So they become a magnetic personality and people say, I choose you. And if someone is dead set against being, we don't do it. It's okay. It's fine. There's other ways. Do you know who Chris Voss is? Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Great author. Great book. One of the things that I love that he does in, in some of his stage performances, he shows a clip from an interview, one of his first TV interviews with Anderson Cooper. Mm -hmm. And he goes step by step how he just screwed up that interview. Yeah. But he's obviously been very successful. What what lessons should folks take from uh from Chris Voss, somebody who obviously 
you know, he was sitting there trying to pat down his hair in the middle of the interview. Uh, he was looking at the camera, had the mirrored image. It was, it was just a disaster. Yeah. So what lessons should people take from somebody like Chris Voss on that? Learn from mistakes. I'm a huge fan of learning from mistakes. I'd rather learn from somebody else's mistakes than my own. But be an observer of life. Watch what doesn't work and then say, oh, this is better. I can do it. It's good, better, or best. So when you make this selection, figure out who your mentors mentors are. I was blessed. Les Brown was a mentor of mine. I, just, I haven't spoken with him in a couple of years. Watching that man on stage, it's like, oh, my God, can any of us be like that? Yeah, you know, he's just brilliant. Watch that kind of mistake. And someone like Chris, who was patently, uh, well, now successful and says, hey, here's where I screwed up. The only way you learn is from mistakes. Again, from yours or somebody else's, it's okay to screw up. You know, and from my business, we're in the persuasion business. We actually engineer flaws into copy and into different things because it humanizes a person. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we look for those things. And, um, and I think that's, you know, and you're the expert to speak to this, but if you go on camera and you're perfect, you're Barbie to put it in the current context, it is that better? People dismiss you. When you're too perfect, people don't see the person. One of the things, and I'll tell you a sidebar story here is, ladies and gentlemen, forget the script. Most people don't hear the words. They see your soul. That You want to see someone's soul. My wife and I met. We were on a networking event, and I was facilitating breakout rooms. It's a lot of what I do. She's from San Francisco, was living in the UK at the time. As she relates the story, I heard this guy talking about having a soul-to-soul conversation with his son. She says, I got to meet this guy. Two months later, she moved here and moved in. I live in Taos, New Mexico. And forget about perfection. Perfection sucks. Be real. Be authentic. Be authentic and people will connect with you. I think that's so powerful. And I I hope that's I hope people listening take that away because it's not about perfection. It's about authentic. And and I can say from my world, that's where the persuasion really starts pivoting. Right. And you do marketing. So you understand that the people um, I was at a speaker training one time and fellow named Joel Bauer was trained everybody, Tony Robbins, Mark Hansen. He's trained everybody. There's a guy speaking and he says, you're too perfect. Mess it up. You know, be real, connect with people, whether you're in front of an audience or, you know, uh, in a private conversation, be authentic. It's so powerful. So that's, that's really good. And I think that's very helpful. Hopefully that relieves some tension. So for somebody that's still a little bit apprehensive, if you were to tell people to do three things, just take three steps forward from where they are to getting a bigger public personality, what would those three things be? Uh, Start small. Again, you don't want to walk into an ABC or NBC studio and say, I'm here. First of all, they'll laugh at you, but that's not the point. Uh, Start at Rotary, go to Kiwanis, you know, Lions Club, all these local meetings. They're people, ladies and gentlemen, just like you. 
oh, you may meet an occasional Polish speaker there. Go in and get your kids, your parents, your aunt, your uncle, or go to university and have someone film you. They'll always let you do that. Go home and in the quiet of your closet, you know, you want to do it by yourself, review it. Watch, you know, you're talking about Chris, you know, you don't want to, you know, smooth your hair when you're talking to an audience. Watch it and third person it, meaning look as if it's someone else delivering that talk. What could be better? Uh, as a colleague of mine, when we, nobody likes criticism. I used to be principal in an organization named CEO Space. We use an expression called plussing. It's an expression developed by Walt Disney. Well, no one wants to be corrected. So we would plus something. So plus your own talk. And language here becomes really important. What worked for me, not what worked. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is in anything you do when you're in conversation. What worked for me is different than what worked because it's a personal thing. What worked for you may not work for somebody else. What worked for me? Uh, we start with what didn't work for me. I mean, you're smoothing your hair in front of the camera. That didn't work for me. I don't have that challenge anymore. Yeah. What didn't work for me, what worked for me, and what could be done better? So look at that film of you, again, even if it's just on your cell phone, and be your harshest critic and learn from it. And then ask someone close to you, hey, what do you think about this? Someone who loves you is going to be able to support you in moving forward. No embarrassment. Yeah, well, that's good advice. So... Let's talk a little bit about leadership. And first off, what's what's leadership mean to you? Mm -hmm. Being a servant leader, I'll take it to another level. Too many people perceive leadership as I'm the boss, whether it's you know military and you're just going to follow my directions because I got more stripes or you know silver and gold on my shoulder than you do. Most of us aren't in that place, or at least we're not anymore. We're in business. Leadership doesn't mean command. It means I take on the responsibility. And that's the biggest part in my realm, Craig, is take on responsibility. If you screw up, own it. When I was an electronics engineer, um, in the early days, some of us in the lab would come up with, we thought, brilliant ideas. We'd give it to the chief engineer. I remember his name was Werner. He would take it back to the president and a couple of days later, nah, lousy idea. A year later, it would come down from the president's office as the chief engineer's idea. Wow. Exactly. That's not leadership. That company ultimately went out of business. Can't imagine why. That's not leadership. Always bring someone in a lesser position who's more brilliant than you. You must have people who can outshine you. Honor and acknowledge people. You, me, most of us just want to be acknowledged. You know, thank you. You did a great job. Honor people instead of that sucks. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel, Craig? If if at the end of this interview you say, So, how was the interview? I said, Craig, you sucked. You know, it's like, whoa, first of all, the segment will never air, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to acknowledge people, not from a place of um, authoritarianism, but from a place of strength. And always take in someone else's feedback, plusing, whatever you want to call it. We can only do so much. 
Leadership means being present, being in a soul position and honoring those with whom you work. You know, it's funny, your story about the chief engineer. So I used to be, I used to, well, I still am, but used to practice electrical engineering. I designed cell phones. Where'd you go to school? Uh, North Carolina State University. Oh, so I went to Northeastern for double E. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But the um, uh, in the late 90s, I filled out a patent application for putting two microphones in a cell phone uh, to create a noise canceling system so you could hear the speaker more clearly. Yeah. And the chief engineer looked at that and he immediately dismissed it, said, oh, that will never work. That's <laughs> crazy. I can tell you today, your cell phone has two microphones in it. Um, every cell phone on the market has two microphones doing exactly what that patent applied for. But back to your issue about leadership is I'm sure he felt better that day, but he he hurt the company. The whole company, he, right. Because they could have been you know, collecting royalties on that. You know, the, the patent would have expired by now, but they could have collected royalties on that for some time. Yes. And you speak to something in there also. That's ego. I know better than you. Yeah. You know, we may know better than some people, but there's a lot of people out there who know better than we. So true. And I liked your your comment about look for people that are smarter. Yeah. Yeah. And um so tell me about a time where you felt like your leadership was put to the test. Sort of like one of these white knuckled moments that mm -hmm. you're 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 faced with a decision, you're not sure what to do. It's scary. Um, what was it and how did it play out? Well, where do we begin? You know, there's so many times. Uh, one, one of the biggest ones was when I was practicing chiropractic. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had just had the PBS special about me. I was highly visible, probably the most noticeable chiropractor in San Diego and young enough that I had an ego to go around it, but that's another whole story. Uh, I was chairman of the world's largest chiropractic teaching organization. I was meditating and I had a download and I was told to shut my practice and work with entrepreneurs. It's like my whole leadership role in a space where I was highly visible, chiropractors all through the country may not have known me, but they knew my name. Uh, I mentioned that I live in Taos. I already owned 80 acres out here. Three weeks after I got that download, I shut my practice, drove out here. And I saw it in Sandbox One. I, I didn't know anything. I was just serving entrepreneurs. And it was the, the place of, yeah, being not terrified, but pretty scared. What am I stepping into? The unknown. I stepped into total uncertainty. And that's when you, ladies and gentlemen, have to embrace your decisions. The uh, buddy of mine, Tony Robbins, says the quality of your life is dependent upon the level of uncertainty you can handle. If you live in certainty, get up same time, have same breakfast, travel the same way, you know, same, 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 same. There's no growth. And if you're not growing, you're dying. So embrace the leadership of yourself and others can follow you. That's that place of leadership again. So there you go. Well, good. Um, so how do, um, so obviously you help 
you help people raise their public image. Um, how do people reach you? The easiest way is talkaboutpublicity.com. All one word, no periods, T-A-L-K-A-B-O-U-T, publicity.com. It'll take you right to my calendar. You can set up a link and uh, set aside a 30-minute time to talk. And if you want to know, the website is the company's top talent agency. The website is toptagency.com. And no punctuation or one word, toptagency.com. And you'll see what happens to people just like you, just people who want to have an impact in the world. And by the way, Craig, people have, who are your clients? People who have a gift to share and they want to serve humanity at a higher level. They want to share their gifts. Those are, those are our ideal clients. Well, and I think, I think those are the people that are just absolutely fueled with passion uh, to see it through. And those are the ones that do change the world. Yes. Yeah. Now, you said you also have a thousand proven email subject lines and they go to, is it richardk.com slash 1000? That's correct. With no comma, 1000, R-I-C-H-A-I-D-K-A-Y-E.com forward slash 1000. Why do you want that? First of all, it's free. Um, 15 billion emails never see the light of day. Greg, how many emails do you get that's, you know, gone, gone? You never open them. It's the subject line that gets your attention, even if it's from an unknown sender. If it's from someone you know, you're more inclined. If it's an unknown sender, it's the subject line. So these are proven emails. All of them work for you? Yeah. Vast majority of them will. Gets your emails opened, at least. And then you got to learn how to write a good message. And just for clarification, the 1,000 is the number 1,000. Don't write out 1,000. 1,000. Thank you. Nice distinction. Yeah. Well, Richard, it's been a delight having you on Layers and Legacies today. Thank you for coming. Thanks for the opportunity to play in your sandbox, Greg. This is Craig Andrews. I want to thank you for listening to the Leaders and Legacies podcast. We're looking for leaders to share how they're making impact beyond themselves. If that's you, please go to alliesforme.com slash guest and sign up there. If you got something out of this interview, we would love you to share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone who would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show, including the hashtag Leaders and Legacies. I love seeing your posts and suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss anything, please go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. If you want to know more, please go to alliesforme.com uh, or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.